Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our Rebound podcast, where we have members of the JMU community come on here and share their experiences with setback, how they overcame it, and their journey along the way. I'm here with Renee Gregory today, and I'm so excited for this conversation. Renee, can you come on and introduce yourself? Um, Hi, my name is Renee. I am a psychology major and a double minor in Spanish and sociology. I am from Chesterfield County in Virginia, but most people don't know where that is. So I usually just say Richmond or like 30 minutes south of Richmond. I am currently in my third year, hope to graduate next year. Um, And my main involvements on campus are, I actually work for the Student Leadership Center as a lead team consultant. I'm coming up on a year now. So other than that, I feel as though that is my main (laughs) priority aside from schoolwork and stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. So we are talking to junior year Renee, but I'd like to (laughs) go back a little bit, um, backtrack and learn a little bit about first year Renee and who she was and what her experience coming to JMU was like. Right. Oh, <laughs> I think it's so funny when I look back on first year Renee because there have been so many changes, um, and only like in three years, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I am actually first generation, so first year Renee was really lost <laughs> because as a first year, I mean, not only do you come in not knowing the people that you're going to meet or what you're going to do in your classes, but like add on the first gen part and all of a sudden you don't know how loans work and FAFSA is like your biggest enemy and you don't know like even how to enroll on time and you have holds on your account. So yeah, it wasn't really a good time for me. And I basically got into college, I feel on my own because like I said, first gen, so not many people could help me, nor did I really want to ask for help because I want to be independent. Uh, Coming to college, I feel like that's something that you have to become like you know an adult being a part of adulting is like being independent so um I decided not to ask for help as much as I could on the way um which also did not help first year in a um but yeah uh I it wasn't really a good experience for me uh coming in Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And I feel like even though you felt like you were the only one going through this, other people are definitely going through this right now um, and will be able to connect with you through that. Um, So based on knowing first year Renee and hearing a little bit about what that was like for you, I get the sense that leadership was not really on your mind and maybe you didn't really picture that this is where you would be right now. So I'd like to hear a little bit about how you got involved in something you now spend so much of your time doing. Yeah. Yeah. So before college, um, we'll even go before freshman year in a high school Renee and middle school and even elementary school Renee had nothing to do with leadership nor did she have any business being a part of leadership she didn't want to be a part of leadership to be honest with you I was very much in the mindset of being a follower and there's nothing wrong with being a follower I do want to make that clear 
However, I had a lot of ideas and things that I wanted to act on. I was very introverted, but I had come up with so many plans in my head that because of the lack of leadership, I couldn't act on any of them, nor did I know how to, and I didn't want to ask anyone. So anything leadership, like any exec position or being even like the treasurer or secretary or vice president, president of anything, I was okay with being just a part of the club, <laughs> just being in the back. I like being in the back. It's fine. Um, and then when I came to college that I feel like leadership was just kind of pushed in front of me. Like, you know, like when you have a plate of food that like your parents want you to eat and there's like vegetables and stuff like leadership was the vegetables part for me. I didn't want to eat that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course, before you get up from the table, you have to finish your vegetables. So leadership was literally like thrown at me and I, I just had to take it, <laughs> but um, I'm glad that it was thrown at me because I needed it to be the person that I am today. So yeah, came in freshman year. Basically, I had a family friend who also went to JMU. He was my brother's best friend. And so when your sibling has a best friend that you hang around with a lot, you start to see them as somewhat of a sibling, right? So he came to JMU and he was in his senior year and he had worked at the Student Leadership Center, which at that time it was called the Dukes um, Center. So like, it's no longer the Dukes, it's the SLC now. Um, but he used to work there. He led me there because I had been coming from econ. I didn't know what was going on. I was an accounting major at this point, so I was really <laughs> lost. And he just so happened to be coming back from uh, one of those economic classes too. Um, and he saw me and we met up and I said, hey, he said, hey, and we started talking and me being a freshman, I didn't really have anything else to do because that was my last class. So he basically led me there. I just followed him to what is now the Student Leadership Center. And so basically he just introduced me to everyone that was in the office, even the boss who was my current boss now. So it was really great to meet all these wonderful people. And so as a freshman, I, okay, so I wasn't into the whole leadership thing. I was a little shy. However, I am a people-oriented person. People energize me. So being around so many people, all I wanted to do was like figure out who was who and like, what are they like? What's their personality like? Because that was, it's very fun. Those people were fun. And so I just, I just hung out. That slowly started to become like my home away from home. And though I didn't get paid to work there, I acted like I was getting paid to work there because I was in there every day. I did homework in there. I talked to people in there. I read. I, I did everything in that center. If, if I wasn't at home or in my dorm, I was in the center. Um, and so because of that, uh, the friend who led me in, he, uh, was a, he was a lead team consultant. And he was telling me about his experiences, what he does. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But again, the whole leadership mindset was not there. I was like, I don't want to do any of this <laughs> because the main thing that they do is give presentations on leadership topics. And that the whole public speaking thing, that didn't sound fun at all. <laughs> I did not want to be a part of that. But I was like, that's cute for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <not> me. <laughs> um, I thought it was nice. But like I said, not for me. Until he, he's really good at convincing. He is a very high energy person. Um, and so, of course, his powers of persuasion led me to apply for the position of being a lead team member. So I applied and throughout the process, the application process, it's somewhat rigorous, but it's worth it <laughs> now. Um, I had dropped out 
because I, I don't personally, I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't ready, but I wanted to, I wanted to see what it was about. And I definitely was not ready. So I dropped out and I felt really bad. Um, so bad, but not bad enough to where I wouldn't <laughs> stop coming to the center. <laughs> like I kept coming to the center because where else was I going to go? I don't want to go back to the dorm. Um, and luckily no one said anything. There was no public humiliation or any type of that. So I, I was fine. I was cool until I met a person. His name was Malik. He was actually in this program that the SOC has called my mom. Um, it stands for Make Your Mark on Madison. And he basically explained to me what the program was. And it was, my mom for me is kind of like, like a little dip your toe into leadership kind of thing. It was like a gateway into leadership, but it wasn't too much to where I felt uncomfortable. It's, it was basically just a program where I made a lot of friends and then talked to people about different experiences. And that was really it for me. That's how I saw it. And so because of the whole thing with me dropping out with the lead team application, I, I don't want to say traumatized because that's a loose word, but you know, <laughs> I was very scared <laughs> to apply for this. Cause I was like, if this is a part of the student leadership center, then we're going to have to be doing something that requires leadership. And I don't feel like a leader, so I don't think I'll be able to do this. Um, and so expressing my doubt, I guess, was a catalyst for him because he uh, basically erased all his tabs on his laptop, pulled out the application to be a um, leadership counselor for my mom and put it in front of me and told me to apply and that I couldn't move. <laughs> I, I need to apply and send it. And then I could go back to doing what I was doing. So leadership was forced upon me. However, <laughs> we love that. So, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I built it out. Positive peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, peer pressure is not always bad. Remember that. <laughs> um, so I filled it out. I sent it. And next thing I know, I'm getting an interview to be a leadership counselor. I don't even know what a leadership counselor is, but I'm doing it. Um, and I got past the interview. And next thing you know, I'm getting training with like 20 other people and two student directors. And I'm making all these friends. I bet a lot of my best friends, uh, especially your host right now, Mandy. <laughs> yes, I met her through this and a couple other best friends who actually um, worked with me in the past. So my mom was definitely uh, somewhat of like a gateway for me into what I'm doing now. Um, it gave me the confidence basically to reapply to the job that I have now. Now, this was COVID year that I reapplied because this was what COVID came in my second semester of my freshman year, like uh, near spring break, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up staying online for a whole year and a half. And I was like, oh, this is not fun for me. I like to be a person. I want to do things. Mm -hmm. And so I guess you could say that over that time, I had realized that I need to do something like even like I didn't want COVID to stop me from doing things. But because of that, I made a couple plans and I made a couple promises to myself that I was like, I need to do something. I can't just like sit. I don't want to sit in the back. Like I don't have to sit in the back. I could sit in the back, but I don't want to sit in the back anymore. You know, so with a lot of like good luck and wishes from people and my mom and student directors telling me to apply for this lead team application again, I did it again. And Though it was rigorous, it was worth it because I got in. <laughs> um, and it 
also helped that I knew people like, I mean, hanging out in the center already, it's like you feel comfortable with those people. So um, there, there was that, there was that aspect of my networking that I didn't even know was networking at that time until, I, you know, you think about it, you're like, wow, you actually were making connections even back then, even when you felt like you didn't belong. Like, that's crazy, you know? So yeah, I got the job uh, in my second semester of my sophomore year, and now I'm in my second semester of my junior year. So it's been a really eye-opening year. I've been building confidence uh, through um, giving presentations and coaching people and coming up with content and using like creativity through leadership. And it has been the weirdest process ever, but I love it so much. And hopefully I get to stay within it. So yeah, that's how I got here. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for all of that. (laughs) There are so many little nuggets there. I kind of want to go back to part of me completely forgot that you were at home for a year and a half and not here because I feel like, I don't know, you were such a big part of my life that I didn't, yeah, my memory of you is not you not being here. Um, So I wanted to hear a little bit about your experience um, doing college at home and then how that was like reintegrating yourself into quote unquote normalcy. Um, Is that what we call what we are in right now? I guess (laughs) as close to normalcy as we can get, that's what we're going to call it. Um, yeah, no, I was one of the lucky few to actually do my sophomore year, my full sophomore year online and at home. Um, I do live with my grandparents and they are, you know, at high risk. So I definitely didn't want to enter back into um, a space or the Jamie community where there were so many people that I wanted to be around, but I couldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily I got to stay home uh, because of that. But <laughs> I wish this had come when I was in middle school, when I didn't want to go to school, you know, mm-hmm. coming to college, I want to go to school because I like the people that I'm around. Middle school, not so much. This could have came during those times when the pacer test was a thing and I didn't want to write on and do those suicides in the gym. <laughs> Definitely didn't want to do that. But, you know, just my luck, right? Um, yeah, doing college at home, it was good for me academically, but People-wise, I tried as much as I could. I'm glad that you said that it felt like it, like it, it didn't feel like I wasn't there because I was really trying to sustain the connections that I had made before I left. Um, and I guess I did a pretty good job if, if it made you feel like I hadn't gone. But yeah, it was really hard because I really wanted to stay a part of the community and still make my mark on Madison. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> I still wanted to like leave an impression somehow. And I worked really hard to like put myself out there uh, virtually, which um, it was harder than usual, but somehow I did it. And so when I integrated back for my junior year into, you know, around humankind <laughs> and all that around my kind, um, it, it, it was like, I'm not even gonna lie. It was like when you go to Disney World again, or like for the first time, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, there's so much happening. Or it's like, you know, how when you see people on the screen, you only see like the shoulder part and upward of their body. So like mm-hmm. shoulder to head. When I saw people in person for the first time again, I was like, wow, they actually have a body. That's crazy. <laughs> like you're taller than I thought you were. Um, so yeah, coming back, it was a process. 
Um, a lot of things have changed. I don't live on campus anymore. I live off campus. So adulting is new. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting into that slowly but surely. There have been some ups and downs for that, but who doesn't have ups and downs as an adult? Um, and yeah, I, I've been trying and I think things are starting to work out because I feel a lot happier than I did my sophomore year of like not being around those people, you know? Um, being around people like you and everyone else and my mom that I've had now my new coworkers that I have, it's like, I'm, I'm supposed to be where I am, you know? It made me appreciate me uh, being a part of this community even more than when I wasn't here, so. Wow, thank you. And so I feel like it's really challenging to look at other leaders like me looking at you knowing you're a strong leader it's like oh my god they have it all together um I wish I could stand in front of a room like that you know on and on but I know that's not the reality and you know you are still I mean you're transformed and glowing um junior year Renee but you know freshman year Renee is still in there um, so how do you manage the challenges um, that you face now? Yeah, um, well, something that freshman year Renee still hasn't let go, like that has carried on to junior year Renee, is um, I don't want to say that I have anxiety because I haven't been di- diagnosed or whatever, right? Um, but like, I do get anxious. I do get nervous. Um, like I said, public speaking I stayed away from that. Any chance, any opportunity that required me to speak in front of people, I was like, nah, I'm good. Yo, y'all can have that. That's not for me. But now it's like a requirement. <laughs> and I've even expressed this to the people on my team and even to my boss that, you know, public speaking, not really my thing. Giving presentations, don't enjoy it. Um, I don't enjoy what it does to me. Like, physically because like (laughs) with me being anxious I personally I can't eat before presentation so I need to present in the mornings or like Mm -hmm. if I eat it'll be like maybe a couple grapes and like a sandwich not even a sandwich probably like some chips and some water or something nothing too crazy because I can't handle that my body doesn't know how to process that like I need to be done with everything so I can like function normally again Mm -hmm. so there definitely is that anxious piece to me that still hasn't left me from freshman year and honestly I don't really think it will leave just because I want things to be good I want things we'll we'll say perfectionism I want things to be perfect and obviously that's not going to happen because things can go wrong and I just have to be there and take it when it doesn't you know uh something I need to come to terms with still have not (laughs) but we're learning we're learning um the the anxiety of it all it um it, it still kind of hinders me from, uh, I think, being the best leader that I can be. I'm trying, you know, and I wish I could be the nonchalant and chillaxed kind of leader that does that, but that's just not my style. Um, but I will say that something freshman year Renee couldn't appreciate was the outcome of the presentation. Mm-hmm. So if I were to do a presentation well, or if I feel as though the presentation is going well during the presentation, I, I start to get relaxed. You know, I start to actually feel like I'm a part of the group rather than, um, you know, something that people are just looking at all the time, you know, mm-hmm. or like being perceived all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like nerve wracking. But like 
as a person, because of like what I've learned through the lead team and through the student leadership, the student leadership center, um, I don't know. I I feel as though I have more backing. I have more support from people. Um, I'm not keeping everything to myself anymore. Um, I'm no longer not asking for help because that was really contributing to my downfall. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I still get anxious, but like, at least I have like people now, you know, at least I have something to fall back on. I have, I have a safety net um, and it's okay to mess up. I learned that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I still get anxious, but I know it's for a good cause because I know that the presentation is going to go well, regardless. I know that the point is still going to get across to my audience and that's all that really matters. Yeah, something that I was told I was interviewing for um, a position on campus. I don't remember what year it was. And one of the pieces of advice um, somebody gave about nerves and it really I always remember it. they were like, it's OK that you're nervous because the fact that you're nervous means you care. And that has made me rethink like everything when I'm nervous um, and not be so mad at myself when I'm anxious and all of that. And that's something, yeah, I will remember when I'm interviewing for something this weekend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you so much for sharing your story. And it's been so awesome to talk with you this way. Um, I wanted to open up the floor and see what you want our listeners to take away and what do you want people to learn from listening to this? Yeah. Well, I want to say two things. (laughs) Um, The first thing is, is that when people say to network, I feel like the word networking is like intimidating because they're like, oh, I have to talk to these people so I can get this business opportunity and like, you know, in the future do this because, you know, like, it's a lot when you call it networking, honestly, just make friends, make connections. Cause because of that, I, those have like kind of created a chain reaction for me. You know, like I made a friend with this person now they're making friends with that person. And then the friend that I made introduces me to that person. It's like when you gain that, when you gain that much, um, that much support in people form, I don't know, for me, like I said, people motivate me. So like having, having that, uh, skill, I guess for me, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it networking. So I just call it like connecting, (laughs) making friends, just sit next to someone that you don't know, or sit next to someone that probably doesn't look like they're comfortable or like they look as though they don't feel as though they belong. Um, sit next to them and just start talking to them. Um, because they'll feel comfortable that you at least started talking with them. They're all in, everyone is in their head in college. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my, my goal as a person is to get them out of their head, make them comfortable because when people are comfortable, that's when I start to become comfortable. Right. So definitely just try and make friends in any way that you can in your way specifically, don't do it like how I do it, <laughs> but like figure out a way to make friends and do that because having people behind you if you don't feel confident in yourself, they're confident in you. So it's like that kind of lingers into you. It kind of like, it kind of touches your soul kind of, at least for me. I know that sounds a little too deep, but for me, having people behind me, it feels good. Um, And then another thing that I wanted to say was, 
I don't want to say follow your dreams because I have a lot of dreams <laughs> that unrealistic or realistic as they may be, it's really hard to say follow your dreams. Um, so I just say trust the process because um, I didn't expect leadership to be dropped into my lap and forced into my face like that, but I kind of just took it, <laughs> trusted the process. And now I feel, I feel so much better. I feel so much better than freshman Renee. Like, not to say that like, oh, I'm better than her, but like, you know, like I feel so much more comfortable to talk to people who were like freshman Renee. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely trust the process. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, thank you for coming on here today. And for all of our listeners, um, until next time, what's your rebound story? Rebound. 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 rebound.